in our human experience, we all have worries, anxieties, and fears. And so we all have a deep need for peace. We all, all of us, have a deep and abiding need for peace. Will we have enough money to last the month? Will our money last through our retirement? What will the results be of that scan or biopsy? Will I be able to keep my job? Will that friendship or marriage ever be reconciled? Will our children make the right choices? So many questions. You could add your question to the mix. So many questions and concerns that are ever before us, that are ruminating in our minds. So with all the the external stress and the inward worry, many of us wonder, is peace possible? Is peace possible? I think every generation of the world has struggled with this question. 2,700 years ago, there was a, a generation that struggled with this question. It was a generation of Hebrew people that were displaced from their homes. Their nation dispossessed by a foreign power. And within that very earnest question among that generation, is peace possible, came a prophecy. A special word given by the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 9, verse 6. He gave this word to people that wondered, will there be peace? For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Seven hundred years after this prophecy, they would see fulfillment. 
It would be fulfilled through the birth of Jesus Christ. We see the names of Jesus. And the, the names of God always reflect his character and his action in the world. We look at these names, it tells us who our God is, who he is, and what he does, well beyond who we are and what we can do. It's what, who he is and what he can do. So, yes, he is our wonderful counselor. Yes, he is our mighty God. Yes, he is our everlasting Father. But this Advent and Christmas season, we are going to be focusing together on the truth that Jesus is our Prince of Peace. And in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, we hear that Jesus came to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death. We've felt that, haven't we? We've felt the darkness. We've lived in the world. But he came to guide our feet into the path of peace. That's the path we're taking together. The path as we look long ago of the Hebrew people going through major distress and wondering, is peace possible? And it took a while. It's difficult to be patient, isn't it? Sometimes we need to be patient and wait upon the Lord, but peace is possible. And on the path, as we journey together, on the path, I believe our peace will increase in three relational directions. And we're going to have a, a brief overview today, and then we're going to develop each of these in the coming weeks. So here we go. On the path of peace, Jesus guides us and makes peace possible first with God. Here's where it starts. There is peace that is now possible with God. Through the sending of his son, the Messiah, our Lord and Savior. Romans 5 verse 1. Again, just a few verses on each of these areas. And we're going to look at these again as we go forward in these coming weeks. But in Romans 5 verse 1, we hear, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. His grace has come. And we add our faith to that. The gift of God comes. We add our faith. And that says we are justified. Justified means we're made right now. 
through what God has done in Jesus in the world, and place our faith in him. We do that and now, something that we didn't have before, now becomes possible. Prior to this, the scripture is clear, we did not have peace with God because of our own sin, our own rebellion. There was that distance now. Jesus came from heaven to earth to bridge the gap. We could, you can't jump high enough, my friends, to get to heaven. And especially not this short guy, okay? Wasn't a basketball player, can't jump very high, right? None of us, you just can't, we can't jump high enough. We can't, can't work hard enough, can't do enough to get to heaven. We needed Jesus to descend unto us, to become one of us, and to bring peace with the Father through the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 2, verses 17 and 18. So he came, came down to live among us, uh, to preach peace to you who were far away and, and peace to those who were near. So near or far, he came preaching peace. For through him, through Jesus, we both, we have access to the Father by one spirit. There again, access to God the Father through the Holy Spirit. So having peace with God is where it starts. It's only then that we can have peace. When we accept by faith in our hearts the peace that he has for us. We say yes, oh God. Yes, Jesus. Enter in. I need your peace. The next path of that relational peace, and this is something we feel daily, is the peace with ourself. Or we'd say the, the peace that we yearn for within. Before Jesus left the world, before he ascended, he was talking to the disciples. And we who follow him are his disciples as well. And as this word comes to us, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Because if we're honest, our hearts are often troubled. And it's easy to be afraid. It's easy. We look out in the world, or even our inner thoughts and feelings. Just got to be real about this. It's easy to be afraid. So we need to hear the word of our Lord. The word of God comes to displace and throw out the things that are natural to us with what is supernatural. Super comes from him into the natural. And he says, I want to displace those fears and anxieties with my peace. Colossians 3, verse 15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. So this is our calling. 
as believers of Jesus, as brothers and sisters. This, this is our calling. To not, not to stay embedded in the bondage of fear, but to have freedom. To have freedom and to, to live together in our calling of peace. And see, Jesus is our God of peace. He, he rules and he reigns in peace. And again, this can take time. We wish it was automatic. They were just starting now. We'd have perfect peace and we'd feel it and know it every single day forward. But this is something we grow in. We grow in a sense of peace as we walk with Jesus, as we draw closer to him in his word and through prayer, drawing closer to him. And then when that happens, see, the peace that he has will begin to rule and reign more in us with the hope that there begins to be an overflow, an overflow of peace that can then go forth and be a blessing to others. That's the way of the kingdom. Things are to come into us, bless us. In this case, his peace. To come and bless us. Then I believe there's to be an overflow is to go forth into the world to bless those around us. So that's the last one we're covering today. Jesus now makes peace possible with others. With others. And we know a lot of times uh, the sense of peace we have or don't have with others affects the peace within. There's some overlap here. These things are, are connected. The peace we have from God within ourselves and with others. Okay, there's kind of a, uh, a continuum there. There's a, a continual dynamic there that's happening. But we're called to be peacemakers. Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And we're going to learn in a few weeks that peace is not something that you automatically have in your relationships. Again, we'd love that to be the case. It's just there. It's there in and it's, it's there with everyone. It's just not true. We'd love, we'd love to have the automatic peace. We're going to learn, though, that yes, peace is something that comes from God that we receive, we're open to, but that peace is something you need to Make. Peace is something you need to make. There's something you and I need to do to participate in what God is doing. So being peacemakers. We're going to learn more about that. We need to be a part of making peace in our marriages, with our children, friendships, co-workers, God's looking at us. It's, don't wait for the other person. You start making some peace because you're called to peace. Romans 12, verse 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you and me, live at peace with Everyone. 
Peace is now possible with God, within ourselves, and with others. May the strength of our faith rise up to believe that peace is possible through Jesus, our Prince of Peace. Look to him. Receive from him. Trust in him. Draw nearer to him this sacred season. Let's pray. Lord, we do praise you for being our wonderful counselor and our mighty God and our everlasting Father. But as we're learning and we're focusing on evermore, help us to praise you and to receive from you as our Prince of Peace. Lord, we need your peace deep within. A peace that comes by your presence. And a peace that you want us to share with others. Lord, help us to be expectant Lord, on this journey ahead, on this, this path of peace that you are leading us as our good shepherd. Help us to be expectant and to anticipate Lord, that as we spoke with the children earlier, there would be some adventure in this Advent season. There would be some adventure of learning and growing and just coming closer to you. It's in your name, Jesus, we all say, amen.